Welcome to the Grace-Based Living Podcast by New Creation Church. My name is Christy. We're so glad you're tuning in. Parents, this is our parenting series for parents with teens. Be blessed and empowered by Pastor Matthews and his guest speakers as they share real-life experiences and practical handles on parenting and raising teens. Today, we're back with Pastor Matthews and Miriam for our last installment on the series of Leap. Hi, Pastor. Hi, Miriam. Hi, everyone. Hey, hello. Hello. <laughs> you know, parents, it's the very final letter of Leap, which is P for point and pray. At the end of the day, our heart's desires as parents is to guide our teens onto the right paths, set them in the right direction and point them back to Jesus. So as we leap in to love them, which looks like setting time aside to L, listen to them, setting ourselves aside, coming down to their level to E, empathize with them, intentionally A, asking them relationship building questions to understand better, we will see the door open for us to P, point them to Jesus and pray with them. So today, let's explore how we can recognize and seize the door of opportunity that opens up for us to point them to Jesus and pray with them. So Pastor and Miriam, I'm going to start by calling out the obvious. Both of you and your spouses included are such godly, grace-filled, amazing people. You've probably always been able to point your teens to Jesus or pray with them. Was there ever an instance where you found it challenging to do so? Did you always know what to say to them and how to point them to Christ? Wow, that's a good question, Christy. I love what you said, you know, godly, grace-filled people. Can I just emphasize that? I think if it wasn't for the grace of God, we would have been absolute failures as parents. So let me just shout it out today. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. the grace of God that causes us to be who we are and what Mm we have today. Amen. So um, just to answer your question, were there challenges? (laughs) I'm going to say that. There were numerous, there were many challenges. And your second question, did I always know what to say? The answer is a big fat no, I didn't know what to say. I've made mistakes as a parent and I'm sure I'm talking to parents today that also have made mistakes and except again, as I said, except for the grace of God, where would we be and what would we do? Hmm. I know that for the, for the longest time I was struggling with what it even means to point them to Jesus. You know hmm. I mean? Sometimes, you know, you're in a very good church, you know, and let's not put our positions or whatever I do on the, on the line here. But, you know, you, let's try to come here and, and, and remember we are parents first. And when I first got to know this, you know, parents many years ago, I had no idea what pointing to Jesus was all about. I was fighting my own inadequacies, you know, I, my own past messes, my failures, you know how the enemy tends to bring it back to you and tell you that you will never amount to anything and... Your, you know, your, your, your children perhaps will receive the same end and same brunt that you had received when you were growing up. I was dealing with my past anger issues and I was overreacting to my kids because everything I, they said, I had to say something or jump in. And, you know, I did all the things that parents shouldn't be doing and I did them and I didn't know better perhaps. And perhaps the grace wasn't manifesting at that point in time. And, and there was really real condemnation that, I didn't even know the scriptures. You know, if I didn't know the scriptures enough myself, how would I how would I want to share them? You know? How would I share them in bite-sized portions for the sake of my kids? So if I couldn't feed myself, how do I feed others, right? Mm. And how was I then able to impart? I was just asking myself these questions. Mm. And so what do you mean by pointing? My oh Jesus, help us. 
<laughs> so I was just thinking. <laughs> and then, you know, Pastor Prince came along and he shared on Deuteronomy. And I love this verse of scripture, which I tend to use at every uh, parenting webinar that we do. And this really helped us. And just reading this from the, the message version, which makes it easier for us to understand its colloquialisms, right? And it says this way, it says, place these words on your hearts. Get them deep inside you. Tie them on your hands and foreheads as a reminder. Teach them to your children. Talk about them wherever you are, sitting at home or walking in the street, talking about them from the time you get up in the morning until you fall into bed at night. Inscribe them on your doorposts and gates of your cities so that you will live a long time and your children with you. I like that. And your children with you. The blessings of these, this verse is amazing. And it mm -hmm. starts, you know, if you looked at it, it says, place these words on your hearts. It's talking to the parents first. And I think if the parents, if you can catch this today, you know, as much as you can catch, impart it to your kids. And I love it. It says, talk about them wherever you are sitting at home. And this is how I learned, but I just want to be very uh, open here today. I, this is what I really caught about pointing for me in my life. And for me, the key word was to make the Word of God a natural part of my life. You know, I, I, sometimes you go to church, you hear it on a Sunday and you, okay, pastor shared this particular message and I come back home and I'm review, reviewing it, meditating on it, but I don't know how to make it a natural part of my life. You know, the best part about the Word, the best part about our walk in God, it's supposed to be supernaturally natural, right? And that's what I felt that, you know, um, I wanted to do. Lord, take your word and let it come out of my mouth naturally. Let it be a part of my being. Let it be a part of my every day. When I'm speaking to my kids, let it just come out, let it slip out supernaturally. Let it just come out because I couldn't help it. It's just overflowing out of me. That's what I was, and that's what I was asking God. And it's amazing how God answered. And of course, He didn't answer with me first. He answered with my wife. Our wives, our spouses, whom I'm really grateful for. Many times, you know, they tend to be more spiritual at these things than, than I ever was, right? So my wife first started. And you know what we did? We just started first because we didn't know how to point our children to the Lord. We just started praying for them before they left for school. And soon, quickly, it grew and we were sharing over the dinner table, having hilarious conversations. And, and as they got older, they started sharing more around the, the dinner tables or around our conversation points. And then, you know what happens? And they start asking questions that are just amazingly difficult that no parent can answer. And so I'm going to put it here, get ready to hear some interesting conversation topics that they will bring up to you. But the key point here is don't overreact and don't shut them down or don't shut the taboo subjects that they bring up to you down, but allow the Holy Spirit to give you the calmness. Can I just stress on that word, calmness? Oh man, looking back, I wish I had a little bit more of that and discernment, which the Holy Spirit will give to respond and share biblical truths wisely. You know, nobody asks you to share scripture, verse, and oh, this and thus said the book of Ezra and Amos and Nehemiah. And, no, just share truths, the biblical truths naturally. The key is to allow the children to talk and share openly. And we can only point them. I'm using the word very deliberately. We can only point them accurately if we hear with our hearts what they are saying. And I just thought mm -hmm. I'd just end on that point in time. That's so good, Pastor. I really love what you talked about, like supernaturally natural walk. That's the spiritual mm -hmm. life. Wow. Amen. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. Miriam, what about you? Yes. Uh, I mean, for me, also just looking back, I see that 
it, I, I'm really taught by the Lord. I didn't know what it means to point my kids to, to the <laughs> Lord. Uh, but, you know, I was living on this little farm in Norway, uh, in this little village with three little kids that time. And life was very, very busy. So mm. to just stay sane, <laughs> then I would go for my, my long walks. And then I would plug into Pastor Prince's messages, you know. Wow. And uh, this was like a disc man. It's like <laughs> way back. So I would need to bring two CDs and I would go for my long walks and I would listen and listen and listen to these uh, messages by Pastor Prince. And it was like my heart was burning, you know. And then when I came back from my long walk, I would uh, have lunch or dinner with my children. And I couldn't help but share with them about what I'd caught from these mm. messages. Uh, so it just kind of and it came from an, an overflow. When you're excited about something, you you can't hold it back. So I wasn't um, like very purposeful thinking, now I'm going to point my children to Jesus, right? It was just coming from a place of excitement and something that had really blessed me first. Wow. Um, so that was a huge part of, of my children's everyday life because <laughs> I would listen to so many of Pastor Prince's messages and they just kept hearing uh, mommy share all these things all the time. Amazing. Uh, but then uh, when you when you ask, have we ever failed? Do we always know what to say? Of course, <laughs> we, we don't know always what to say and what to do. And I've missed it many, many times. Wow. Uh, you know, like, I can get angry, you know, like maybe they ask me a question and it's not a good time and I will, I will like the anger comes out, maybe I'm triggered mm -hmm. or something and I, and I will say like, hmm, who do you think you are? Are you complaining <laughs> about this again, you know? So I, I'm not exactly using the opportunities to point to Jesus. Wow. But this is the time where I've learned that it's typically when I'm in, not in a good place myself. Maybe I'm, I'm I feel very like victimized, or I'm under condemnation, mm. or I haven't mm. been feeding on the word lately. Mm. Then uh, this this ugly side will come out. This angry part of me will come out. But generally, it's more about sharing from a place of overflow. And mm. also something that I've learned is that when we do miss it as parents, let's just get straight up. You know, let's not remain there in the mud and think that, oh man, I really missed it. Uh, like all the times my kids were maybe asking for support and then I whacked them instead, right, with my words. <laughs> <laughs> like as a mom, I could I could feel so condemned and upset with myself. But mm. then there's this verse in Proverbs 24, 16 that says, for a righteous man may fall seven times and rise again. Oh, beautiful. And this is where it's an encouragement for us as parents that when we do miss it, let's just rise up again and, and just... Uh, keep on pointing them to the Lord and receiving grace for ourselves as well. Wow. That's so good. I really love what you say about like the excitement coming out of the overflow because you you were so immersed in the Word. It's kind of like, mm. okay, let me just put it in a very layman Singaporean way, right? It's mm. kind of like when we go to an eatery, we go to a restaurant and the chicken rice is really good, right? Yeah. <laughs> or the prata, exactly. the tea, the dugan. <laughs> yes. Sorry, these are all yeah. things that I like. Yeah, so the thing, the food is so good that you you just cannot help it, but you just want to tell people about it, right? Wow. Yeah, so in exactly. that sense, it's, it's that simple. You just make it sound mm. so simple, Miriam. Yes. Yeah, and I think so I just want to um, maybe just dive deeper, you know, into what makes us not dare to speak up, you know, when, when, when we are in a conversation with our child, right? Um, what makes us feel like, I don't think I can talk about Jesus. I don't know if I'm in the right place to bring up Jesus. Like, can you analyze that a little bit for us so we know how to identify this and how to overstep this hurdle that we face in our conversations? 
Wow. Really good question, uh, Christy. Thanks for even bringing that up because um, what you just said uh, nailed it for me. Uh, many times I feel, and I'm just going to share my own experiences here as a parent, I think the key point is we think we're not good enough. You know, We think mm. we don't know enough. Um, we think we have failed too many times. We ask ourselves this question, who am I to teach because I've been such a mess myself? You know, How yeah. can I come across you know, as the Singaporean... Sorry for the vernacular here. I mean, who's who told you you're so holy moly and that you mm. that you know that you can share these things with, with people because you made so many mistakes. And again, I'm just going to come back to this. The voice of condemnation is strong, and yeah. it comes to parenting as well. I just want to say that many times I've received the brunt of that. Me, you know, and how do I point when I myself am not leaning into the Lord, perhaps? Mm. Am I flowing in the things of God myself is the question I'm asking, you know. If I'm not flowing in the things of God, how in the world am I going to get my kids to be flowing into the things of God? And so because I am not there, uh, I feel uh, ashamed perhaps, you know, that I'm not there. So I don't even step into the the whole gamut of uh, things concerning parenting my kids because I, I, you know, I don't think I'm, I'm, I'm well enough, fit enough. Perhaps the awkwardness mm-hmm. comes in because we judge our own walk with God mm-hmm. and we feel like, you see, we don't measure up, you see. We feel perhaps hypocritical talking about God with our children because we ourselves didn't walk the walk and, and walk the talk, you know what I mean? You know, I just want to say to all the parents out there, you know, welcome to parenting. Uh, welcome <laughs> yeah. to all the feelings that this parent, you know, you're, you're listening to him today, you know, have felt, you know, and uh, through the years. And how, you know, we need to come back, you know, to what we've been listening to in church so, so many times, you know, that we, that God has made us righteous by His blood. That is such an important Mm. identity uh, statement that we need to come Mm. back to. You know, so many times as parents, we we perhaps disqualify ourselves because we feel like we don't read the Bible enough, don't spend time enough. Perhaps we feel like we need to get right with God first before we can tell someone else. And to top it all off, it's our own kids about Jesus, you know. Perhaps we see the areas of lack in our own life and we worry, you know, we fear being called out on those areas of lack. Or our kids will see and says, Oh, Dad, what makes you think you're so good, you know, to tell us all these things? And your life is all together there. The last time I heard you swear, or the last time I saw you cut in front of the other person on the road, and you are telling me about patience. You're telling me about mm-hmm. being a nice, good Christian. And you know what I mean? Maybe you are afraid to even hear such conversations come up. And should those conversations come up, parents, with your own kids? Mm-hmm. And just you, what you need to say is really, you know, honestly, take the humble road and says, you know what, son, you know what, daughter, I'm not altogether perfect. Still, God has me, me, your parent. I'm still learning. Yes. I still mm-hmm. mess up. But I'm here for you because I've seen so many things in my own life that I feel that would would help you. And I'm not altogether there. I'm learning just as you are learning. So help me learn with you. But let me share with you some of those things that I've gone through which is going to help you, you know. So I feel that one of the things that we can do as parents, you know, just to answer that question is we can point by being. You can only share what you have, right? Isn't that right? If you you can't you can't share mm. chicken rice if you don't have chicken rice, right? <laughs> just to go back mm. to what Christy just said, or or lovely prata if you don't know where the greatest prata in Singapore is all about, right? You can only share what you have, and our God mm. does not disqualify us. I just want to come back to that and nail it right there. He has qualified you, parents, with His righteousness. Mm. Are we growing in that righteousness? Yes, we are. Are we growing in our sanctification before the Lord? Yes, we are. 
but we have been made righteous by the blood and nothing on this side of heaven is going to stop that, change that. Mm-hmm. And the second thing is you're qualified because you are parents. You are called mm-hmm. to be parents. You're not mm-hmm. only qualified to be righteous by the blood, you've been qualified by the Lord to be parents. He has given you your own story, your own walk. Be vulnerable, be humble, step forward, parents. Can I just say this? It's never too late. Begin perhaps, you know, I'm going to start by very simple practical things. Begin by perhaps reading the daily devotions, parents. Mm. You know, I mean, sometimes, you know, we, we've got these wonderful devotions coming out of church and, you know, I, I get to read it. It comes into my inbox at about 12 midnight every day, the day before. And if I'm, if I'm staying up late, I will always end up reading it before I go to sleep because I want to put a word of scripture in my heart before I go to sleep. Or if you get up in the morning, I pray that that will be your first go-to, a daily devotion. Read mm-hmm. the verse of the day. Read what God is saying to you and, and maybe make that your meditation and mm-hmm. share that with your children. It could be a simple devotion. Perhaps they didn't read it. Perhaps you read it as a parent and they may have heard it in Sunday school or church or wherever it is, but it doesn't matter. When it comes from your mouth, it carries a lot of weight, parents. Mm-hmm. Or the second thing you can do is just open your Bible and let the children see you doing it. I want to emphasize that point. Let Open your Bible. I know that you don't open, just leave it open and look holy. Sorry, I know you are. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Open the Bible and if you can, you know, be, be uh, deliberate about it. Be open about it. You know, and mm-hmm. tell your children, let them see you're reading the scriptures. Pray openly over meals. It's one of the things that I love to do. And I, I want them to hear me pray. I want them to hear me pray at family gatherings. You know, these are just the simple things you can do to get them to see that you are stepping in, leaning in to the things of God. Mm-hmm. You're giving them, a, you know, a place to say, hey, that's my dad, you know. That's my dad. He actually reads the Bible. He actually quotes scripture, you know. He actually knows more than, you know, Psalms 23 verse 1, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. <laughs> he actually knows more than that, you know. He knows the whole of Psalms 23. Can you believe this? <laughs> And, and, and something about lifestyle evangelism. And I was, and I was growing up mm. in church you know, as a Christian. One of the things I remember they said is, so, you know, your life portrays Jesus Christ. And, and they, they, they quoted something called lifestyle evangelism, which means let your life be a reflection of Jesus. And I just want to mm. borrow that term for parenting. Let your parenting be a model for your children. Because mm. modeling for your kids, just by showing them, sharing a verse of scripture, telling them, hey, this is the devotions I read. It really blessed me, you know, and sending it to them by text, for example. I hope it blesses your life today, son. I hope it blesses your day today, son or daughter. And, you know, and when your children see that you're reading the scriptures, you know, it just has so much of an impact. Perhaps even start a conversation. You know, your children are catching you when you speak. Your children are catching your spirit more than anything else. And I just want to say, you know, this is some of the things you can do. Point by being the parent God has called you. Point by being the righteousness of God that God has called you. Point by being someone that is the parent over the teenager, the child that God has given you. Amen. I love it. I really love that, Pastor. And and I think I what I catch from what you shared, Pastor, it's really feeding the parent first. 
right? They can't mm. share what they don't have and, and they yeah. can't tell anyone that this food is good if they haven't tried the food yet. So good. Right? And, and that's where we are. All of us are at, to be honest, that we can't talk about Jesus because we've not really tasted the sweetness of the Lord. And I think, Miriam, I think in our discussion, we were talking about how do we go about tasting? You shared a little bit earlier. Maybe can you just like, you know, go more into details about how you encounter the Lord? How do you taste the Lord and see that He is truly beautiful, good, and just sweet tasting? Mm. Amen. You know, I, I think first of all, uh, it's just so important what Pastor Matthews was sharing just now. Like we don't enter it from a place of condemnation. Uh, I think it's so easy to, to think that uh, I didn't grow up like this, so I have no clue how to raise my children like this. Uh, so instead of seeing supply, we see demands. Mm, like, true. I need to measure up. I need to be a certain type of parent to be able to do this. But can I just encourage you, instead of seeing demands, like I ought to, I should yeah. do these things, right? Can we come from a place of supply? So a, a question I, I like to ask myself is, what kind of a parent do I want mm. to be? You know, it comes from a place of uh, supply from within. Like, uh, how is the Lord showing me to be a parent? What is He, you know, showing me on the inside about being a parent? Then suddenly wow. you, it comes from a place of desire and a want wow. to, and to see that so God good. is more than enough for us. Yeah. Wow. So I think that's a great starting point. And also what Pastor Matthews has shared about having a word life. I'm big on having a word life. <laughs> to me, if I don't spend time in the word, I don't function, you know, and I, I will be very sad and frustrated and just being in the Word uh, mm -hmm. gives me so much life and I get so excited and I have to share what I find in the Word with my children. So sometimes it's a bit overload, right? My, my children <laughs> will say, hey, mom, like, oh, what have you been reading now? Because I'll ask them a question or share something I thought was very exciting. Uh, so like they are laughing a bit uh, of me these days, but uh, I, I can't take that. You know, there's this verse in Psalms 39, verse 3 that says, My heart was hot within me wow. while I was musing. The fire burned. Wow. Then I spoke with my tongue. And to me, that's exactly what happens when we spend time in the Word. It's like our hearts will burn, you know, and you, you can't help but share the good things that you see in the Word. Mm. So exactly like what you shared, Pastor, I also would recommend like a daily devo or a, a Bible plan of sorts, you mm. know, uh, maybe reading a proverb a day or even venturing into reading the New Testament in a year. Just having mm. that habit of being in the Word really means so much. And then when we are in the Word, it's not about looking at what should I do? Where do I fall short? You know, that's not the point of having a Word life. But it's really about zooming in on Jesus, seeing His beauty. And it's a time of relationship with Him where He ministers to us and whispers oh, yes. secrets to us. Oh, and, oh, yes. and really... Yeah. You know, and, and maybe even when you are reading that one chapter, maybe one particular verse stands out to you and then take a little bit extra time to meditate on that verse throughout the day. Mm. Then it's like you can't help but share the good <laughs> stuff, you know. And then I recently started uh, on a new Bible plan. So I, I'm in Acts right now. Uh, so I was reading Acts 4. And then I came across this uh, one verse, Acts 4.13. And it says, now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they, they are like the temple leaders. Mm. They saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men. They marveled and they realized that they had been with Jesus. Wow. 
And I thought, wow, that's exactly us like parents, right? Like we feel untrained, we feel uneducated, yeah. we don't know wow. what we're doing, right? Yeah. So but good. then as we are with Jesus, so good. we become that's bold, so good. you know, and we yeah. can't help but but show the beauty of Jesus and to love on our kids and to keep kind of pursuing a relationship with them. We can't help it because we are excited and loved from within, right? Mm. Nice. And then in the same verse or the same chapter, then I came across something that again stood out to me that speaks so much to me as a parent, and I hope that it encourages you as well. And it's uh, Acts 4, 23 and 24, and then verse 31. So I'll just read it, okay? It says, and being let go. So they were imprisoned. These are uh, Peter and John. They were beaten and all that. Then it says, they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. So when they heard that, they raised their voice to God with one accord, and then they started praying, right? And then in verse 31, it says, And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, Mm. and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. So when I read this, it just really stood out to me. It says that they went to their own companions and reported what had happened. So what I see, parents, is, Let's have a care group, you know, let's have our tribe, our companions that we can go to and we can share with them the challenges that we are going through and our tribe, our our support group, if you like, you know, yes, they can stand yes. in faith with us and pray Man. with us. And then as we walk away from that care group session, that gathering, we step out with a fresh boldness and we are we are ready, you know, to be the best parents ever. So can I just encourage you to find your care group? To me, a care group is like Jesus with skin on. <laughs> you know, it's like being with real people who speak into your life, who can yes. give you a hug, who can lay hands on you and pray with wow. you, minister to you. It's yeah. really so powerful. Yeah. So what I see is like a, it's a double strategy in a sense. Like first have a word life and spend time with the Lord for yourself. But then don't stop there. Also have your tribe, your Jesus with skin on, you know, where you share with them what's going on and they they launch you out in your parenthood. And you wow. can do the same with other parents when they are going through a difficult time. That's right. right? Isn't that actually what the parents really want for their children as well? Right yeah. to to be planted in church, to be planted in kingdom community, Amen. to to have like minded friends who can talk about Jesus with their youths, um, and mm. also to have a shepherd over the youth, right? To have someone who have gone seasons ahead, right? Who's able to share nuggets of wisdom, um, as to how to handle life's challenges with yeah. them. Mm. So, so good, good Miriam. So good, oh, Miriam, you you nailed it. You nailed it. You hit the nail on the head there, right there. You know, and, you know since we're talking about pointing, you know, today's uh, the P for the leap, yeah. right? Mm. Don't we want more pointers around us, you know? Isn't that, what mm. we, isn't that what we want? That's true. So we are pointers as parents yeah. and when we are in a community, there are other parents who are pointers as well. Yeah. And when they are in church, in, in, in a ministry, in, in there and the other places they're in, there are other people also pointing them. So what we want are to be surrounding mm. them with wow. pointers. Isn't that what it is? So yes. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think that's what we want to do today. And it's not just one voice coming out from the parents, mm. but when you're in a community, there is a lot of people that comes alongside and they point our children to the Lord. And I think that's where yeah. it is so powerful belonging to a community. Isn't that right? Mm. And I'm reminded even yeah. right now, right here, that... Jesus didn't raise one disciple. He raised That's 12 true. disciples, right? That's true. And I think he believed in community. If you don't see community there, I don't know what it is. Yeah. 
Because one is not a community, 12 is. He raised 12 Even people. Even Jesus himself needed a community. He asked that, Peter to pray with him to stand watch for him, right? Absolutely. In the Garden of Gethsemane. That is so good, Christy. He brought mm. in three of his disciples yes. to be part of that group with him so that he will not stand alone, right? Yes, he can stand right. with a group of people, his yeah. closest, his nearest disciples that they could pray with him. And even mm. there, he needed that community, that, yes. that uplifting, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm trying to say. Because he yeah. felt that if you could pray with me, I feel pointed as well. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. You know, in, in a matter of speaking, because he was going to the Father and he was going through a lot of different things at the Garden of Gethsemane. Is that right? So mm. Jesus raised 12 disciples. And I loved it because even in, you know, I'm so glad you're reading the book of Acts, uh, uh, Miriam, because mm. I love the book of Acts. And in Acts 12, it says in verse 5, you know the story of Peter's caught, thrown into prison and the church that gathered, you know, in a, in a certain place, they started praying for him. And as they prayed for him, you know what the story, the story goes, it says that the prison, uh, he was released, the doors were open, he walked clean out of that prison and he walked back to where the gathering was. And it says in verse 5, Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was mm. offered to God for him by the church. Wow. Can you imagine a whole group of people called the church pointing, helping Peter in this walk that he had? Mm, yeah. He was caught in jail and yet there's this group of people praying for him. And mm. I really feel, that's why I really feel prayer is so important. Yeah. Parents, Praying for your children is a good starting point for, you know, to get them to be pointed to the Lord. Mm. And even when Peter was in jail, his community prayed the Bible. You know, we see this in the scripture. I love how chapter 12 ends. Verse 24, it says, And the word of God grew and multiplied. Mm. And then they were, they were recharged. They knew that God was there. They went out bolder. Again, you see the word bolder. And that's mm. what exactly what he said, Miriam, right? They grew bolder as they read the word. They yeah. grew bolder as they grew and they had a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And I see, as you've said, uh, Miriam, mm. that's how parents are going to be, right? They're going to be emboldened. Amen. They're going to be encouraged. As Amen. they spend time with the Lord, they're going to be encouraged. Yes. And they can't help but overflow or pour Amen. out of what they have received. Is that right? And yeah. I was just thinking about this. Interestingly enough, again, isn't the Holy Spirit also a pointer? Wow. Mm. That's right. I, he is a pointer. He mm. points to the Lord Jesus Christ. All the time. Yeah. All mm. the time, he's a pointer. And parents, I just want to tell you that the Holy Spirit, as the Holy Spirit was with the disciples and they were emboldened. So I just want to tell you, parents, the Holy Spirit is with you. Mm. He will embolden you, empower you, Whatever word you deposit into your spirit, man, yeah. God will take it out by the Holy Spirit and He will point your children to the Lord. He will mm -hmm. point you to the Lord and He'll point them to the Lord as well because that's the job of the Holy Spirit, isn't that right? And I just want to encourage you parents to step out just as the disciples did because the Bible says they went out bolder, they were recharged mm -hmm. and the Word of God grew and they multiplied, the church multiplied. We want to see this manifest in your home, in your family's parents and it, yeah. just take, it just takes one step. Wow. Point them to Jesus and I promise you that pointing will yield wonderful results. Amen. Amen. You know, I really love all the visions that we've painted for the parents so far. Miriam started talking about having a vision for themselves as parents and Pastor Matthews, you talked about surrounding themselves with pointers. 
that's such a powerful, powerful vision that they can, they as parents, you know, us as parents can have for our children as well. And I think maybe let's dive specifically into a conversation, right? How does it look like in a conversation? Because what we've been sharing about so far has been about like the daily walk, right? Putting God in our daily conversations, in our everyday life, talking about Him all the time. But what about when a conversation is happening, how do I know how to bring Jesus in without switching my teen off? It's so good. I have some principles that I usually follow. And one of them is I don't want to choose a top-down approach, uh, meaning that I tell, tell them uh, you should do this or you should do that. You shouldn't be doing this. Actually, this is not good to do. Uh, mm-hmm. So it comes very top down, like uh, you you must stop uh, watching TV, you know, that kind of. <laughs> because it, it never sits well. And even in our own lives, we don't like it when people tell us things like that, like very top down, telling us what to do. Yep. Uh, another <laughs> principle is ask questions. Like you can point by asking questions because uh, asking them questions will help them figure it out on their own. So it's more inviting them to explore their thoughts and and ideate together. It can be like, uh, what would you do? You know, or what are your thoughts so far? You know, Mm -hmm. and then Mm. they need to think and they need to share. Uh, Mm. Then it's it's a more um, encouraging process. Uh, Third principle I have is uh, share your personal story or your own journey rather than telling them what to do. So So it can be like how you also struggle with with that particular challenge, what you have learned along the way. So share your own life and your own life journey. So an example of this would be, let's say my my teen tells me, hey mom, I, I'm struggling with my sleep. I can't really sleep at night. Um, so then if we want to use the leap approach, right? Then I will start with listening to this. So L for listen. I'll just listen with discernment and, and maybe say, oh really? Tell me more about that. And then as they share, uh, then I will empathize, E for empathize. Then I'll say, oh man, that sounds tough. You must be feeling exhausted, man. And then I will go over to A <laughs> and, and ask, so what, what do you think might help you? And then they, they will need to think, right? And That's then good. P for point and pray. Then uh, I will share maybe, you know, when, when I can't sleep, usually this is what helps me. And then... So I will give them pointers because point is not just point to Jesus, you know, but it's also giving them advice. Give Beautiful. them pointers that will help them. Yes. So it's like when I can't sleep, this is usually what helps me. And then I will maybe end the conversation with, hey, you know, let's let's pray that you'll sleep well tonight. And then I will lay hands and we'll pray together. So this is just an example of how you can use leap. It, it happens mm. kind of unconsciously. <laughs> it's not like I would think, okay, now I L, now it's E, now it's A, right? <laughs> but as I think through how I would handle it, actually it's leap, you know. Yeah. You will you will listen, you will empathize. But because if I'm not purposeful about this, uh, then I will, hey, of course you cannot sleep. Uh, you are, you're up too late, you know, you're gaming too late at night, you know, you don't oh, get, get to sleep on, the on time. Yeah, you know, so if I'm not deliberate about it, I will fall into that trap. Yeah. Of course, uh, you, how do you expect to sleep when you're like this? <laughs> but if when I remember the leap approach, then I will, you know, hey, actually I can listen, I can empathize, I can ask them questions mm. and guide them through my questions and then give them some pointers and pray with them. So that's just one example. Another example is, let's say my my son asks me, because my, my kids, they love to ask me these kind of things. 
Oh, what do I look for in a girl mom? Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Million dollar question. Yes, it is. <laughs> so then again, you know, then I would, I would want to listen well, you know, listen with discernment. Why are they asking this question in the first place, right? Like, hey, does he actually like someone? Is he hinting mm. about this to me? And then I would maybe uh, do the like E for empathize, right? Wow, I really love this question. Thanks for trusting me with this. And then I will ask a question. So I'll go to A. I will ask, uh, what makes you ask this, by the way? And, and also, I could ask a question like, what do you think is important? Or I can even ask them in this way, what do you think a girl might be looking for in a guy? Mm-hmm. So I, I twist the question a little bit for them to look at how they can start becoming the men that maybe she would want to get mm. together with, right? So good. And then for P, I would give them pointers. I would maybe share things like, hey, you know, when I was your age, I used to think like this. But what I've learned along the way is this. And then actually what I appreciate in your dad is this, 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 right? Mm. And a verse that I've held on to for myself is this. And then, hey, I'll be praying for you, you know, that you will find the girl of your dreams, that you will find a, a girl who also loves Jesus, and uh, if ever you have any questions about this, please come and talk to me. I'm always open to to talk about these things. Yeah. Wow. I think if we are ready wow. to do a relationship seminar. No? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, I felt so empowered imagining I was your kid. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. So, I mean, it can be very simple. It sounds like, oh, you need to point to Jesus. Like, hey, son, yeah. let's look to Jesus. Right? But it's, it's, it's more... You know, it weaves into a conversation. Yes. It's about being present with them, listening with them, walking the journey with them, uh, not laughing at them, yep. <laughs> but wanting them to think for themselves. So it's not as hard as it sounds like, I think. Wow. Wow, that's so good. I really love all these like practical examples that you're quoting. And um, maybe just to just to recap what we have spoken about before, um, because you, you mentioned them in a very um, linear order. Yeah. Is that what happens all the time, Miriam? No, 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 no. Sometimes it's not like that. Yeah, so this is another example. And this one, the leap is not linear. It's, it's kind of all over the place. So let's say my, my teen tells me, hey, mom, I'm so afraid of failing my exam. And again, I would need to hold my tongue, you know, not to scold my son or my daughter. Of course, you'll be scared. You haven't been studying, right? <laughs> you know? <laughs> but then maybe I will start with E, with empathizing. Hey, I hear you. It's scary, isn't it? I remember what this felt like. Always wondering if you've studied enough, if you have studied the right thing. Wow, I really get you. So then I start with empathy. And then I'll maybe wow. ask a question. So I will go to A. Uh, what will help you right now? Maybe so by then you are like pointing to next steps or what are you afraid of even? So sometimes it just helps them to verbalize and and get rid of those mind games to see actually it's not such a big deal after all. Beautiful, yes. And then uh, you go to L. uh, So I would want to listen with discernment while he's sharing uh, his fears or her fears. Uh, I will listen for condemnation. I will listen for fear of the future so that I know what I need to speak into and then I will come in with, with P, right? Give them pointers. I'll say, hey, you know, I love you no matter what your results are. I love you. And God is above the school system, mm. you know. Uh, and He can even prosper our mistakes. I would say things like He is well pleased with you. His love for you is not based on, wow. on how, how well you do on your exam. 
and come, let's pray together and believe Amen. God. You know, we, we declare peace. We declare joy that you remember what you studied. So this is uh, an example of we, we start with E and then we, with empathy, you know, it's all jumbled up. And then mm. we ask, then we, we listen and then we pray. Yeah, it doesn't have to follow the L-E-A-P, right? These are just pointers and it happens very naturally. Mm. I'm not thinking, Miriam, okay, now you need to jump, <laughs> like go over to E. Now you need to go to L, you know, it's not like that. It just happens very casually and normally. <laughs> but it helps me to remember that I don't jump in and, and scold them or fault find them, right. you know, but I can choose a, a grace approach. Wow. And I think this reminds me of um, what we discussed about Pastor Matthews. Um, how do we approach a child in our conversations with them, right? Um, I think there were three yeah. rules of thumb that you wanted to share with the parents. Yeah, I thought, um, you know, um, whatever Miriam shared just now is so powerful. And I really feel that LEAP is a good approach for us to remember parents. And uh, how you use it does not have to be linear. It could be cyclical. Mm, just things yeah. that we've shared before in our yeah. previous podcasts as well. And I just want to come back. You know, it could cover a whole number of things here. And the key point uh, here is to point them to Jesus, right? Is that what, that's what we're talking about today, right? Mm. And I feel that, you know, I think we can sort of land on these things, you know. Just a couple of things that I feel that has been impressed on my heart. Parents, I really believe that we should be prayerful. Um, mm. I really believe it's the lowest lying fruit that we can land on today. Because uh, when you're praying for your child, you're pointing them to Jesus. Yeah. You're allowing the Holy Spirit to point them to Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. When you're praying for your child, God will drop in things into your own spirit, man, so that you can give pointers to your children, just as Miriam has said. So you're not only pointing them to Jesus, you also have very wonderful pointers because they're leaning into you for wisdom, for understanding, yeah. for direction. And this is where God drops it into your heart. So being prayerful, number one, is a very important thing. Number two, I really feel that being uh, we need to be deliberate and not hasty. I feel that uh, the deliberateness is important. You know, I think we need to have be, I think we need to be deliberate when we point them. We need to intentionally point them to Jesus. I know sometimes we think we have the answers. And I know as a parent, sometimes I know it all. You know, I can just tell you, you know, I mean, you know, this know-it-all attitude. I think I really feel like coming, what I've learned the most as a parent is to humble yourself, Matthews. Just humble yourself. You don't know it all. You will never know it all. Know, know it all. God knows it all. Can you just point your children to the Lord? He's mm. the best able. To, he's best able to take care of your children, and I need to be deliberate about this. I can take this on in my own strength and my own flesh and try to fix it. And many times when I've done this through the cause of parenting, I found I fall on my face. So kids are angry with me. It has gotten off to a wrong start. Everything went in the south. It shouldn't have been going this way. But every time I say, you know what, I'm going to pray about this, son. You know what? I'm going to share something. I love what Miriam said about you know sharing stories, and I really feel that's something that we wanna we wanna deliberately do. You know what I mean? Tell them stories about our own lives. Tell them stories about what so we did that uh, was successful and what yeah. we did that were failures. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And telling them you know our and being deliberate about this because when you share your failures, you're telling them how God got into the situation, how you mm. prayed at that particular point in time and how this thing got turned around because God came in and you're just being deliberate. The third thing I want to add here is not being hasty. Mm. You know, one of the things I feel and I see that in myself constantly is I'm always rushing to conclusions. 
jumping to conclusions. I think I am right. I think I understand you better. You tell me two words, I understand the whole paragraph. You know, it's called hasty, you know what I mean? And I've seen myself get into trouble with my kids many times because of hastiness. Mm. And I really believe if you allow the Holy Spirit to guide you, He will not only guide you to prayer, He will give you the words to speak that you'll be deliberate. And you know what? He's never hasty. He's calm. He's cool. He's 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 considered. Yeah. He will tell you what things to do, how to say it. And it's just amazing how, because He knows the situations in our lives, right? Mm. And He would know how to do it. I mean, give you an example recently. This just happened just a few days ago. Just to tell parents here how, you know, to share an example of pointing. So the other day, my eldest works with young children and adults, you know, and she came back home and she says, you know, there's so many things going on wrong with this world. I don't know how, she just said this, right? How is it that parents don't know these simple things? And how is it that, you know, how many kids are going through difficult situations? I deal with kids who want to take their lives so many times. You know, many times you're Ask me, they call me and they're looking for help. So I turned around to her and I didn't mean to do this. And I said, you know, interesting, right? There's so much darkness out there in the world. So many people are reaching out for help. And you know what Jesus said? I didn't mean to do this, right? And this verse just came into my spirit, man. I shared it, you know, the harvest is truly plentiful, but the laborers are few. Isn't that right? And God is setting you up as a success. God is wow. going, sending you out as a laborer. And God is putting the words in your mouth. People are even giving you the favor to talk to you. And God wants you to speak a word in season. God is really in your life. And she just kept quiet. Mm. She just, and you know it sank in. And I didn't mean to say it. I didn't plan it. I didn't wake mm. up this morning to say, I'm going to say this particular line. No, it just came out mm. of the inner man, came out of my spirit. I wanted to not be hasty and just jump in and say, can you stop being so irreverent? Can you stop, you know, finding fault with everybody on the planet? Mm. I could have gone down this direction, right? <laughs> I know there's problems in the world. And you should be blessed. You're in a good family. I could have gone down this direction. You know how many people out there are suffering? I know myself. I know how hasty I can get. I know mm. I can, how I can jump to conclusions. But it's interesting how the Spirit of God just led me and I, I just mm. give thanks to the Lord. And, and the conversation turns out so differently. It was delicious. It was purposeful. And you know what she said? You know, yeah, I think I'm just going to, if I can't do anything for these people, I'm just going to pray for them. She mm. caught something that we did when they wow. were growing up. When they didn't know what to do, we ended up just praying for them. And so mm. it's amazing, right? Another thing that just happened, one of my sons says, I don't attend care group anymore. I don't want to, it's so boring. It's all Zoom anymore. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I don't, yeah, it's an, and after all, we sit there, we just talk about everything else under the sun. And I, in my heart, I could sense the irritation rising up already. You know, I says, oh yeah, right, you are. If you're a son in my house, you'll be going to the care group. Oof. If that's the last thing you do, sorry, I didn't say it. <laughs> you, know, you know how as a parent, you know, you say, oh, you want to challenge me now? You want to challenge me? Okay, you got a challenge right now. You know, I didn't want to go down the direction. I says, you know how good it is to be in a care group? Again, I need to remind myself, humble yourself, Matthews. So Rachel saw me in my agitation. and She just got in and says, let me tell you what I believe. You know, what, what care group has done in my life, she just said. And she shared a story, as wow. Miriam said. 
just, you know, when I went to a care group, I was really struggling. I was going to a difficult part in my time in my life. And somebody in this care group, not even the care group leader, not a deacon, not anybody, somebody in the care group said something to me that was a real answer in my life. And mm-hmm. I tell you that if it worked for me through those many years and God has never failed using this approach in my life, God is not going to fail using the same approach in your life. And I just want you to understand this. This is a good thing. And you know what? At the end of the day, they may say, yeah, yeah, you may say whatever you want to say, you know, but but I think I know what, but they will remember the point yes. that you made. The yeah. seed of truth will be sticking to their mm-hmm. spirit, man, and it will take root. Mm-hmm. It'll take root, right? So, you know, it's interesting. Many times when the children respond when you say some things, let's not be swayed by their response. Just yeah. stand your ground, stand your faith. Don't be belligerent. Don't be aggressive. Just say, you know what? This is what has helped me. God has never failed. The Bible says He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If He did the same things yesterday, can't you do the same things today and still see the same results? Aren't we led by the Holy Spirit? You know what I'm doing? Without even trying, I'm pointing them to the Lord, which is the work of the Holy Spirit anyway, Mm. isn't that right? So Mm. parents, can we just be great pointers? Because you know what? It's time to turn off our preachiness, you know. You know, I realize <laughs> preachiness happens when we are telling them what to do because at the back of your mind, parents, you think your children must listen to you. You're the parent. You're older than them. They better listen. And if they are talking back at you because they don't respect you, you know, I know that you say many good things and perhaps at that point in time, they're not catching you because your tone or your vibe may be a little bit off. And maybe that's what preachiness does. But, you know, I'm just saying, just be a good pointer to them. Calm down, parents. Calm down, calm down. If you've got nothing else to say, you know what, son? Good point. You know, let me just take that to prayer. And if you can, you know, let me just pray about this as well. And let's pray about this, shall we? You don't need to settle the issue. Can we just pray about this? Let's just pray about you going to a care group. Why don't you just bring it up to the Lord and let's see what the Holy Spirit put in your heart. You notice I wasn't belligerent. I wasn't angry. It, it, It just calm. At the end of the day, I believe with all my heart that the same God who wants my kids to be prosperous the same God who's looked after me all these years will be the same God who will be leading my kids into paths of righteousness for His namesake, who will crown their journeys with loving kindness and drip their pathways with abundance. It's the same God. And I believe He's the same Holy Spirit who's been down through the years for eons with us. He's going to be the one who's going to point them to Himself. And I just think we should be purposeful, deliberate, not hasty, but most of all, just be prayerful. Amen. Wow. Wow. That's so rich, Pastor. I love it. Prayerful, deliberate, not hasty. And I think um, as we were discussing about this topic, um, Pastor and Miriam, we also talked about um, not just pointing to Jesus, um, not pointing backwards, pointing forward, like being providing them pointers, right? But at the same time, there's also this portion about pointing out the good that is in the child. Good point. Yes, yes. Yeah, I, I thought it's so good to just mention that, you know, that Part of pointing is also pointing out the gifts that you see in them. And I love yes. what Pastor Matthew shared, you shared just now with your daughter. You kind of pointed out yes. even her purpose at work, right? Yes. Uh, so to to help, because we don't see our own strengths, we don't see our own giftings, yeah. but they need someone, a parent, a leader to speak that forth and, and say, this is what I see in you. You are such a compassionate person. You know, when you speak, people listen. Uh, I see God's calling upon your life. And it just makes such a difference in the way they perceive themselves also. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. That's so good. And and I think like, let's not look at 
pointing as just like pointing to Jesus. There's so many different aspects mm. of it. And I love how like it's always about prayer, right? Being prayerful, involving the Spirit, involving Jesus in the conversations. And yeah. it reminds me earlier when we were talking about like the Holy Spirit is also a pointer. Like, so if we want to really address the question of like, when do we know how to bring in Jesus? I think there's this part where we forget that actually we can be praying in tongues under so our breaths, you know, mm. as we're having a conversation with our teens. We don't yeah. actually need to, uh, God, like, is this the right moment? Yeah, we can <laughs> be talking to God, but if we don't know, we can also be praying in tongues. Mm. Just thought I would slip that in. Um, yeah, and well said, Christy. <laughs> well said. So in closing, is there anything, you know, that you would want parents to catch from this very last episode on LEAP? You know, parents, uh, our hearts are with you and that's why we do the podcast and we love you and we love what you're doing. You're just amazing parents. Don't ever shortchange yourself and think yourself small. I just want to tell you that God is with you. He'll always be with you. He's going to guide you and lead you. And can I just say this? You don't have to be perfect to start. Many times we think we need to get our house in order before we can be good parents. Yeah. But, you know, you know uh, I, I really feel that God takes you as you are. Mm. God wants to use you as you are. You have got your own journey. You've got your own stories. Start with what you have, parents. You have five loaves and two fish if you have it. That's all Jesus asks of you, right? And he's willing to work with the five loaves and two fish. He's not expecting you to be perfect. Would you and I have flaws still? Yes, we do. Does he still use us with our flaws? Yes, he does. Did he use the 12 disciples with all their flaws? Yes, he did. They weren't perfect people. Each one had their own conditions. But with 12 people, he brought the gospel to the whole wide world. And I think with two parents, parents, I'm just going to speak to you today, with just the two of you, it doesn't matter if you've got two kids, one kid, four kids, 10 kids, at the end of the day, God will still use you, impart through you. Whatever you have, bring it to the Lord. Most importantly, He needs to work with you as parents. Parents, He just needs to work with you. He needs your permission to input into your children's lives. He needs to work with His God-appointed stewards. You are His God-appointed stewards, parents, over the, His children. So I'm going to start with a few key pointers here. Start with prayer. We've been talking about it quite a bit. Again, Prayer is a great pointer. Prayer is a great pointer. It is the lowest hanging fruit that we can have. Start with prayer. Pray for your children. Pray for yourself. You heard Christy say that. It's so good. If you can, pray in the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit will teach you all things and guide you into all truth, the Bible says. And I pray that even as you start praying in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will teach you, put and show you things that are in the hearts and the minds of your kids. And he will put words in your mouth so that you and I won't put our foot into our mouth. You know what I'm trying to say? I've done that so many times. But the Holy Spirit is here to help us. What's he trying to do? He's trying to point our kids to the Lord, to God himself. And he's helping us. So start with prayer. It's a low-hanging fruit. Secondly, share openly with your children a good thing that Jesus did for you. I realize that testimonies always work. So something good that Jesus did in my life today, yesterday, the other day. When I was talking to someone, this thing happened and this word came out and I thought it was so good. I'm just sharing stories in my life. Stories that have happened to me and I realized it brought so much of an impact in another person's life. Some people call it testimonies. I just call it stories. Stories of what? Things that God has done in someone else's life or my life that brought impact. And this is what we want to bring to our kids' life. And you can just share stories. You, I'm sure you encounter stories every single time, parents. 
And I just want to ask you to share a good thing that Jesus did for you. Find an opportunity to share it boldly when all the kids are present. And our time in our family is usually around the dinner table. So when we have a meal together, all the kids are together, I'll just say, hey, this thing happened to me today, you know, and, just talk to, and we'll just talk about it. And it usually has to do with Jesus. They know it already because that's, they know that their dad, their dad always ends up bringing Jesus in. You notice deliberateness. Mm. I know that word, deliberateness. I want to deliberately bring Jesus into my conversations because if I can, I know God is our greatest help in times of need. Amen. Amen. And let me just say the third point. You don't have to quote scripture verses. You don't have to be preachy. You just have to be cool. And when they share things and you're saying things and they share things and that they perhaps they're not interested, they share things, you know, that, you know, maybe, you know, ticks you off for a bit. Don't overreact when they don't, when, when they say things or they don't seem to pay attention. Just go down, be cool, water off a duck's back, as they say, let it pass. You're the duck that is paddling and, you know, you look so cool. Repeat your different testimonies at different times. Just continue down again, being deliberate being purposeful, sharing your God-impacted stories that has made you, uh, you know, that, that you've seen God work in your life. Just continue to share it. I promise you they'll catch it. So the, the key point here is be thick-skinned. I know that perhaps you don't understand that in this generation, but thick skin means nothing shakes you, nothing shames you. Just continue going on because you are just going to share anything and everything for Jesus' sake. Amen? Amen. And you know what? Let me just end off with this. Come back to the beginning, uh, parents. That's the fifth thing I want to share today. Come back to listening to your kids. This is what we started off today. L is for listening. Yeah. Because when you listen, you will listen when they share. You will understand how to point them in the right direction. If you cannot listen or don't listen enough, you know, sometimes we, we don't catch it and we jump to conclusions and the pointing may not so be so great. So listen to what they have to say. All the wrongs and all the rights, just listen and the Lord by the Holy Spirit will give you a word and season to share and this will be a good pointer for them. Amen? Amen. You know, I, I love the word leap. Because when I, I hear the word leap, I see Jesus. And I see Jesus in this verse from Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 8, 10, and 14. It says, The voice of my beloved, behold, he comes, leaping upon the mountains, skipping upon the hills. And then it says, My beloved spoke and said to me, Rise up, my love, my fair one, and come away. Oh, my dove, in the clefts of the rock, in the secret places of the cliff, let me see your face. Let me hear your voice. For your voice is sweet and your face is lovely. So whenever I hear the word leap, this is what I'm seeing. And this is what I'm hearing. I'm seeing Jesus leaping towards me in love. And he's excited to meet every need that I have. He's excited to see my face and he's excited to hear my voice. He's excited for relationship with me, to love me. And he invites me to be that same kind of person to someone else. We can leap in as parents towards our children because he leaps in to us first. So to me, this is such a beautiful way of seeing Christ-centered parenting. It's all about Jesus. And we love because He first loves us. Wow. What Amen. a glorious vision. 
Yeah, that's so good. And you know, parents, we started our very first episode encouraging you to change your inward vision, to change your outward approach. And we deep dived into the LEAP approach to share practical handles on how you can better connect with your teen. The LEAP approach that we've been on is not a linear process or step-by-step guide for you to go from L to E to A to P, but a cyclical one that can start with E or A or even P. Parents, your teen looks up to you and they want a relationship with you just as much as you desire a relationship with them. You are their best pointer to Jesus and their best example of Jesus with skin on. We hope we've given you a vision of how you can keep moving towards your teen in love because love is what motivates us and gives us the strength to conquer the giants in our lives. But most of all, we hope you've been encouraged to spend more time in the Word for yourself to build your own relationship with your first love, Jesus. He leaps towards you. This week, remember to deep dive with the Lord by meditating on the Lord's love for you in Song of Solomon chapter 2, verses 8, 10, and 14. Also, in your quiet time with the Lord, pray for your children and ask God for a word for them. Then write it down in your journal and let your children know that you prayed for them. We pray that you will have such a blessed time with the Lord yourself and out of this overflow, parents, may all your loved ones around you enjoy time with you too. If you've enjoyed tuning into our series on connecting with your teen, be sure to let us know. We'd love to hear your thoughts on what we've done so far. And if you'd like to hear more content from us, do drop us a note as well. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Grace-Based Living Podcast by New Creation Church. We hope you've enjoyed our deep dive into the practical handles of raising and parenting teens. Do check out the additional resources we've prepared for you in our show notes. Till the next time, be greatly blessed, highly favoured and deeply loved.